Hey everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of FanRex Sports Premier League Podcast with me, Sebastian Noren, Polly Questel, and Elliot Nivlock. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff for you this episode. We'll talk about Wayne Rooney possibly going back to Everton. We'll talk Arsene Wenger saying no to Barcelona. And we'll take a look ahead at the games that are ahead of us here this weekend. Wait, did he say no? Well, who 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 really knows? Yeah, <laughs> that's a kind of like you haven't signed a new contract with Arsenal yet. Why would you say no to Barcelona? Yeah, we'll yeah. we'll start with that. So, other than the fact that other than the fact that if you say yes to Barcelona, that means you're getting a Barcelona without Leo Messi. Mm. Do you really think so? Do you really do think know, so? Do we know that either? I think I think if Bart if if. Arsene Wenger becomes the manager of Barcelona. Um, Messi would be down to move, and Man City would offer the money to make it happen. Oof. There's also a lot of there's a lot of reports, a lot of reports that said you know there's going to be a fire sale at Barcelona. That like they need to have a fire sale this year, in the summer, and like they need to cut loose a lot of people because they need money to rebuild the team. Well, what kind of players do you... I mean, you're not letting Messi go. You're not letting Neymar go. You're not letting... Suarez right, like, go. It, that, that's the point. That's, like, also the thing. It's, like, it's if you want to rebuild Barcelona, like, who are you bringing in? Like, no. I mean, how, I how think... do you replace Messi and Neymar, like, without I... without bringing in Messi or Neymar? Well, a fire sale, a file sale, fire sale at Barcelona just means you sell Messi, and that's it. Because they're not selling Neymar because he's, you know, he's, what, four years younger? And why, why, why would they let go of him unless he refused to stay? But the problem is that if you sell the best player in the world, then you become the club that sells the best player in the world. And no, nobody wants that onus. So Right. I, you're, I, no, you're right about that. Yeah. It did allow me to send probably like my best text message ever when I said, there are reports saying there's going to be a fire sale at Barcelona next year or this summer, which means it's going to be infuriating next year when I watch a team with a front three of Neymar, Zlatan, and 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 Griezmann, and then Fellaini starting in midfield. <laughs> <laughs> yep, they'll they'll get no service at all. Um, now, but I, I, looking at, I mean, yeah, Messi would pay for a whole rebuild by himself if you sell him. You get enough money, you can sort of revamp the team there. But, but like, let's but, but let's be honest. Like, I at first, yeah, like Pep, Pep was like, yeah, we could, we want Messi, and like Manchester City could definitely afford Messi, but it was always like Barcelona are never going to sell him. So you always were like, it's no more than like a five percent chance that this happens. Like, mm. I'd say like. It's probably like thirty percent now. Yeah, but okay, but wh- like okay. he you likes said- Messi, likes Pep. Messi reportedly did not like Luis Enrique, so there is now more of the chance that he stays because Luis Enrique is gone. Mm-hmm. But Manchester City are willing to spend that kind of money. But to what bring is him that's in. my Aguero that's my question wants though, out, is what's Aguero that wants kind to of money? Leave. Like what are you saying? That kind of money is whatever kind, whatever money it costs is that kind of money. Well, that. Okay. I mean, we're that, talking. That doesn't have any conceptual content. I mean, like, if what? if you would have to put a price tag on him, you know. Obviously, it starts that's, that's at eighty nine million and only goes far. No, it, I mean, let's be honest. It starts at eighty nine million pounds and only goes higher because uh, that's gonna, how much. Pog, I was going to say it that's starts. That's how much Pogba costs. It starts at a hundred at least. I I think it well, starts no, at one hundred twenty. It starts. It literally starts at eighty nine and, and can only go higher. Like okay. so, Pogba is Pogba was the most expensive player. At 89, mm-hmm. so it starts there. there okay. You will not oh. get him for lower than 89. No, didn't didn't get, well. Okay, the most expensive player to arrive in the Premier League, but like Gale, Gale. Gary oh, Bale so what? So then it starts at Bale. It starts at yeah, Bale. Then. It starts at Bale. And I think I think that Barcelona will not let Leo Messi go for less than 120 million pounds. But I think that there's you know at least half a dozen clubs who would consider paying 120 <laughs> million pounds for Leo Messi. Yeah, I mean, you you should. I mean, just look yeah. at... I mean, he's got some... I mean, I'm not going to go too far back, but let's go the last the past three seasons, okay? 
Mm-hmm. 58 goals in 57 appearances, 41 goals in 49 appearances, and so far this season, 36 uh, goals in 36 appearances. Here's the thing, though. Like, I just, I don't like, That's I don't insane. like comparing, I don't like comparing La Liga numbers to anything because, like, there's, we've we've discussed this before. Okay, let's whether do- whether or not the Premier League is the best league in the world. It is the deepest league. It's a physical league. It doesn't bode itself to offense. Like your your numbers are going to drop in the Premier League. Like a striker that leaves the Premier League is going to score more. If a striker leaves the Premier League in his prime, he's going to score more goals wherever he went. Wherever he went. Featurito. Featurito. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, I mean, like Ronaldo. Ronaldo scored forty two goals one year. Had an unbelievable season. And if he scored forty two goals at Real Madrid now, it'd be like, wow, he had a down year. <laughs> I mean, the guy okay. scores like 70 goals a year now. Like, okay, let's do do this then. 13 appearances in the Champions League, 10 goals. 7 appearances in the Champions League, 6 goals. 6 appearances in the Champions League this season, 10 goals. Jeez. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, he's... No one's, no one's denying that Messi's yeah. the best player in the world. In, like, in yeah. 100... This is pretty sick, too. In 112 Champions League games, he scored 93 goals. Which yeah. is kind of bonkers. So I mean, yeah, 120 million or yeah, 120 million pounds. But yeah. how? But he's old. He's getting old. He's 29. Yeah. Jeez, he's, that's he, it. I thought he was 30. No. Yeah. No. He's been around he's, since he was, was like 14. I thought he was north of 30. No, no, no. He has two more. He has two more years of peak football ahead of him, and then he has two to three years of okay. He's not the best player oh. in the world anymore, but he's still. You know, gonna guarantee you. Yeah, he's gonna guarantee you at least two dozen goals, even if he's having a terrible year right. by his standards. It just seems so weird though to see him in a different. Uh, it's hard picturing him in a different team though. Yeah, it's I it mean, is it's not impossible. it is. But imagine, but imagine him going back to Pep. Yeah. yeah. Mm. That's what it is, and also factor in. Factor in his contract expires after next season. So you go into this summer yeah. and he's still sitting there going, hey, I'm not signing this new contract. What's Barcelona going to do? Yeah. That's where that's really where it comes down to. I mean, I still I I still think that. Yeah, you can't let him hand, go for nothing. Exactly. Yeah, no, absolutely. But on the one hand, I think that a one in three chance, as you said, Paulie, is maybe a little high for the likelihood of this. But that said, I think that this summer is the first time that it isn't totally unthinkable right. that Barcelona would sell Leo Messi, whereas every other year for most of the past decade, that has been the case. Yeah. Right. This isn't like we're throwing a, something at the wall and hoping it sticks. Like, this yeah. is like, all right, like, let's actually monitor this situation. Yeah. yeah. But I think yeah, if, totally. if you're not, you know, if you're keeping that front three, you're looking at maybe selling someone like Busquets, who's, you know, Although oh, yeah. he, although he's only twenty eight, he's at got a the, lot and, of miles. And, I mean, wait, on at it. the same, at the same time though, at the same time, it, eventually, like, because this is what they used to say about Ronaldo is, is essentially it's, well, what else do you have to win? Like, how many La Liga trophies? How many Copa del Reyes? Yeah. Like, you've won the Champions League. Is at a certain point, do you not want to conquer something else? Like, because you're not going to get the World Cup. You aren't gonna do that. You no. came close. You're not gonna do it. Oh, he's got um, a he's got a European championship. You, you know, he won the Euros. Messi? No, no, no. I mean uh, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about, about Ronaldo because I I can see I can see Ronaldo leaving Real Madrid. No, I uh, I, yes. I I don't see that happening anymore. Oh, I don't see that happening. He if wants he to leave, go to If the he US. leaves, he's going to be like 35. He's going to be the age. Yeah, he's going to be old. Yeah, and then yeah, he goes to the MLS. He's going to come back to Manchester United at the no, same MLS. I don't see that happening. Because let's be honest, the report was, the, I don't think he's going to MLS because he already said like he just wants to work on his brand. And the, like they had a report like a year ago that was like, oh, after Ronaldo's next contract expires – or after Ronaldo's contract expires in three years, he's going. He already set his mind that he's going to sign for the LA Galaxy. And then next thing you know is, like, two weeks later, he signed a huge extension. Yeah. Like, so I don't think Ronaldo's – I think Ronaldo's going to stay at the MLS. I think if he ever was going to leave, he was going to go to United. He was going to come back to United because I think he did want to come back. But at this point now, I don't think he, he wants to because I don't think – 
to like United want him back. I don't think Jose Mourinho would just be like, I mean, and granted, that's an assumption that Jose Mourinho will still be at United in 2020, mm-hmm. which is a big assumption considering that's more than three years at one club. Yep. But I, I just don't think he. I think he finishes out his career at Real Madrid. Yeah. How about under Iniesta? Oh, he's he's, he's, not, tur- he's he's turning 33 in yeah, about he's, two months. He's not going to fetch a ton of money, though. I think they could probably get oh, roughly the China, same amount. China money. Oh, China God, money. China money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Can you well, say that with such a creepy, breathy design? Yeah. It's... The China money. <laughs> People that, keep throwing that name. out. That's a big name. Well, here's the thing. People keep throwing that out there, like the China money and the MLS money. Like, MLS has made a like an effort to now start signing younger DPS, and yet they still keep going. Like, oh, like when this guy's next, co- like, like today, I'm reading an article about Michael Carrick, and it's like maybe he'll sign with MLS if they offer him a contract. It's like, why would MLS want Michael Carrick? <laughs> yeah, that that's a bit strange. Yeah. Yeah. So like but, MLS is trying to send younger people like, and China's got new rules that are just like you can only field three foreigners at one time. Yeah, but those three foreigners are going to bring a they're, they're going to shell out for those three foreigners. Yeah, though. those three foreigners are going to be like eighty five percent. And I mean that that's salary. that's the thing too though that I don't China, China that, but I also China pays well. MLS they can they want to get people when they're free agents. They rather pay it, you know, DP, give them a big ass salary, whereas China is like, right. we'll throw a bunch of money to buy you, and we'll give you a big ass salary. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. No, MLS, MLS is not going to buy you. No, MLS is not going to pay transfer fees because because it's owned by the MLS, and they're just like, we're not going to do it. No. Nope. Yeah. Um, the single ownership model in the MLS. Yeah, is they're just so communists. Everything about it. Did you see the print? Did you see? Wait, did you see the pronunciation guide or not the pronunciation guide? The team, how you can refer to team guide that MLS put out? No. no. So, like, it's they put out a, a thing of like how you can refer to teams. And this like, sounds like your final it's thought. Like, That's this is we'll say Columbus. That. Nope, let's save it. Well, it's like I save have it. other final thoughts though. Yeah, no, I, I want to hear what this is. Okay, go for it I'm then. Go for it. Intrigued. And it's the, it is the eve of the MLS season. Let's throw them a bone even okay. making fun of them. It, it literally said like so. Columbus Crew is actually Columbus Crew FC, or something like. So it's like you can't refer to them as Columbus, like as the Columbus Crew or just the Crew. It's either Columbus Crew FC or Crew FC. Like you shouldn't refer to them as the Sounders because they're Sounders FC. And it's like really like just dude, just drop the FC. Like no. <laughs> they have like a guide of like C-C-F-C. how you can refer to each team. CCFC. I mean, it's it just it sounds like that this guide is just reminding people that FC is an abbreviation. It means football club. Let's yeah. talk about what football means in the context of soccer. Ugh. And then pats all the fans on the head. It's yeah. it's just dumb. Yeah. That it's is dumb. dumb. So, but either way, either way, agreement. Either way, I just do you do, like do you see? I I think there's also like when if you're leaving on a free transfer and you're gonna take a lot of money, mm-hmm. or or whatever. I think there's a, a quality of life thing that I, it's like going any for Andres Iniesta to go anywhere in Europe is not much of a difference in culture as going to China. No. Yeah. And I think that weighs on some players. I mean, there's very nice places in Europe where he could wind down too. Yeah. Yeah, and I, like, I mean, I, th- I think the, they the talk about it with Rooney China right now. Even more than they talk about it with Rooney. I don't see Rooney going to China. I don't no. see Rooney going to China just because, like, I, it's such a different culture from from England. It's a different language. You got to bring your family. Yeah. And like, also, I it, to me, it that, seems it's like either, it's either you have to bring your family to China or you have to be away from your family. So well, I just, I there's a lot of players that I just, I don't see it happening with. I see more so a player from South America or Africa who makes it big in Europe. He'd be willing to go to China. Yeah. But Oscar, for a example. A European player, a European player, I don't see going to China. I, I mean, I, it's going to, 
I, I do see that happening, but I also hear what you're saying, especially a player, I mean, especially a player like Rooney, who's been tapped for greatness since he was a teen and has been just like cashing huge checks mm-hmm. for, you know, for more than the last decade, right? It's not as pressing as it is for a player like Carlos Tevez, who came, you know, more slowly up the ranks, even though he still climbed to great heights, or a player like Oscar, who's career seems to be kind of stalling and who also doesn't both of them are both of those guys are south american players. yeah i know i know that's what that that's what i'm saying but but i i still think that so, we will see especially as time goes on we will see more european born players moving to china just because the money is so astronomical yeah and i mean it, it, I don't it is see that though. it I is i really don't see that it is a big change and i i know because you know from my team back home we had a player that actually went to china and played for shanghai Dongya, and pardon my pronunciation but and you know in numerous interviews he said you know the game is fine but it's it's everything around like you're very isolated not a lot of people speaks you know even speak english and his family was just having a rough time with it especially his wife yeah yeah so but at the same time, he was well, like, wait, wait, he was there's like, actually a way to look at this. Yeah. And what is that? There's actually a way to look at this and quantify it. Hmm? Is China, China, their basketball league is like of the European, Asia, like their basketball, their basketball league is amongst the better in the world. That's not the NBA. And, you know, how many NBA stars leave for China? None. But there's money in the Chinese basketball league. How many NBA like stars on the tail end of their career who are offered a lot of money then leave to China? A good amount. Like, so I just if if you're getting if you're still able to hack it in Europe and you're a European player, I think you're going to stay in Europe. And yeah, obviously the players from the players that don't have ties to Europe are more likely to be swayed by the money because they already left. They already left their culture. They already left their home. Like, yeah, I mean, but the even, European players haven't done that and and are not necessarily willing to do that. No, but I mean, there's still it, there's still a culture shock going from Madrid to Liverpool, right? Yeah, it's right. Not as, it's not as oh great. no. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's the, more rainy. Like, I'm, you know, I am anti-Brexit. I am. I believe that the EU dream hasn't totally failed, but still, there are major cultural differences within yes. Europe. Yeah, There's... it rains more. It rains more. But like, first of all, all the players. But that's like, I mean, we first got all, cultural differences all, everybody... here too. Yeah. Everybody Good point. We should Liverpool. be talking to Seb, the guy who's actually from Europe and yeah. has immigrated to another country. Yes. And have everybody, lived in also, California, Arizona, and then out here in Ohio. It's very different. Yeah. But it's still, but it's not as profoundly different as I would say even the difference between Zurich No, that's actually and a really Berlin. good example. Arizona to Ohio is actually a really good example of Madrid to Liverpool. Uh, but it's different. yeah. I go from speaking you Spanish from to speaking Sony? English. Well, that, no, forget about that. But like, I'm talking climate and culture. Like going from sunny ass Madrid to Ohio, which you know has has climate, like has has weather. Like it could rain one day, it could be sunny, it could snow. Yeah, we had a tornado a warning yesterday. Okay, uh, that's yeah, a little yeah. extreme. Yeah. That's a little extreme, but... That was extreme weather. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like, Liverpool... Like, Madrid is sunny. Liverpool, it rains. So... Uh, but also, everybody that plays for Liverpool, everybody that plays for Everton, they all live in Manchester because they're right next to each other. But Manchester is and also rainy. Manchester is rainier than Liverpool, but the like the nicer areas, the more rich areas mm-hmm. where all the footballers live, like that, that's in Manchester. Like yep. they all live in there. Like Tim Howard moved from United to Everton. He didn't move physically. He <laughs> yeah. still lived in Manchester. Yeah. It, he was like it was a forty-five minute commute, which is normal. <laughs> okay, let's bring like, it, <laughs> let's let's bring it back though. So Wenger said he's not interested in taking over from Luis Enrique. Uh, he's, oh wow, he's, we're bringing him way yes, back. Yes, yes, we're bringing him way back because we got to get back to the Premier League here. So he said that 
you know, it, it is what it is. Don't ask me any more about what's happening next year. The only thing is that he's, he's certain that he wants to coach. So, right. yeah, we'll, he said no matter what, no matter where it is, he yeah. will be coaching somewhere. Yes. So, for Arsenal, because he's still the Arsenal manager, coming up on Saturday in the late game, they take on Liverpool, who lost to Leicester last round. And that was the first game without Claudio Ranieri at the helm at Leicester. We've spoken about this before. Liverpool tend to play better against the better teams. How will this shake up? Is Arsenal a team that they will get up for? Is this an easier game for Klopp to motivate his players? Because looking at the table, this is a must-win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it is an easier game for him to motivate his players, but he still should have done that before. I, I, this is this is a game that is for me extremely hard to call, um, because I feel like, were if Arsenal hadn't, if Liverpool hadn't dropped points, there would be massive pressure on Arsenal, and now that the pressure is slightly off, I think that. They've got a little better chance, but, you know, this is still a Liverpool team that just shocked us at home on opening day. So it's hard, It's still hard to pick Arsenal to beat them, even when they're a little bit off form. Yeah, that game was really good. 4-3, they won the, on opening day. That was a really good game. Um, so Arsenal coming off a 2 nothing win over Hull. Um, and, you know, looking at it from a Liverpool perspective, you know, they sit a single point ahead of Manchester United and they played one game more than United. So, Oh, Oh yeah. Let's do this now. Yes. Let's do this. So let's do this. The perfect result. We're, we're going, we're going, wait. So, so you're a first person now to bring up the, Oh, United have a game in hand as if, first of all, that game in hand is one Manchester city away. Yep. That's the game in hand, by the way, two, uh, we're we're starting to act like uh, United do anything other than draw league games at home. They won their last game at home. They did, but most league games they draw at home against <sighs> inferior opponents. What what are you talking about? Zero zero against Hull. I don't I don't know what you're talking about. But so Hull, Burnley. Yeah. So the perfect. Swansea, Perfect result for United in the Arsenal-Liverpool game is a draw. Of course. I know they're not going to make up the goal difference to Arsenal, but still, it puts them. It would put them on the same amount of points if they What win. are you talking about? Don't they, didn't we sign like a Swedish striker who's supposed to score 50 goals? Hey. <laughs> he's well on his way. He's halfway there. Yeah, well. He's yeah, in more than goal. half the season. He's halfway there. Let's do it. So... <laughs> I mean, it is a tough game for Liverpool. They tend to play better against the better teams. They are at home, but but it's really a uh, it really is a must win game for them, especially if they want to make it into the top four. Yeah, because they yeah, do I mean, have because think... Arsenal have a game in hand on them as well. Yeah. Speaking of Manchester United, though, how's that EFL Cup win? Wait, is that, with all, you, we, Paul? is that all we're doing? Right? That's Wait, all, we're is that doing. all we're doing. On, yeah. on Liverpool. Yep. That's all we're doing. I just, I just want to say, no, I, I want to say it, like, because I didn't really get a chance to speak on this game. Okay, go for it. Well, I just, like, my friend texted me during, during the Liverpool, during the Leicester match. First of all, we didn't, we didn't even touch on this. Well, we didn't even touch on this match. <laughs> I was going to bring it up more when we got to Leicester, but okay, go for it. I just, like, for, so there were, there were all these reports after the game or not after the game, but there were just reports that the Leicester players had quit on Ranieri, mm-hmm. and that's why Ranieri got fired. And what? And Jamie Carragher tweeted after the game, because, you know, Jamie Carragher, former Liverpool defender, so obviously a big-time Liverpool supporter, the same way that Rio Ferdinand, Paul Scholes, uh, Gary Neville, they're, they're United supporters, even mm-hmm. though they work in the media. Um, and, and I'm going to be honest. And Phil Neville now, Carragher, too. Since Jamie Carragher retired um, and has become a media person, I've actually become a big Jamie Carragher fan. I Oof. really like him. Really like him in the media. Okay. Does it? 
Uh, I will say part of it is because once he retired, he worked for Sky Sports and worked with Gary Neville, and now he works for BT Sport, and he works with Real Ferdinand and Paul Scholes. So all, pretty much every time he walks into work, he's retired. He's reminded about how much he didn't win and how much his colleagues have won. Mm-hmm. So I think that that plays into it. But he tweeted after the game. I've never seen a match where both teams should walk off the field with their heads held in disappointment. And I thought that was accurate. Like, if 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 it was what? a case of we just don't he well he thought Liverpool played like crap and that they should walk off with their held with their heads in shame mm-hmm. and that and that the Leicester players should be ashamed of themselves because if the Leicester players were hated Ranieri so much that they just weren't willing to try. And then as soon as he leaves, they're, they're oh, let's go back. Like, boom, Jamie Vardy scoring goals again. I mean, Jamie Vardy scored goals in one game this year. Like, what's going on here? Yeah. I mean, it's... So, I didn't think he was that far off with that tweet. I thought that was a good point. Like, the, both teams should have their, held, their heads held in shame. If you stoop to the level that you're just not going to try just to get your manager fired. The manager that won you the league when you were 5,001 long shots, when you had to pull out pull out of your ass uh, a great escape to stay in the league the year before. I I just, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that straightforward of they're just like, oh, well, we don't really care about this guy. You know, I don't I mean, disagree I, with that either because my friend who's a big time Liverpool fan, he, during the game, he sent a text being like, he, he was like, I, I like Paul, you'll know this more than me because you followed Klopp at, at Dortmund. He goes, but were the Dortmund teams just susceptible, just susceptible to just absolute defensive breakdowns where they had games where it just looked like they never practiced playing defense before. And he's, and, and we, we went back and forth a bit and he just said, it's just frustrating because you pretty much know which games we're going to lose. As, like as a Liverpool fan, like you can look and you can just be like, you know, the team's not going to be up for this game. But I feel like that's also been plaguing Liverpool since like the Rafa Benitez era. Yeah, it it has. Yeah, it really has. But I I can see some of it. I mean, were Dortmund a defensive powerhouse in in the Bundesliga under Klopp? No, and 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 as my my immediate response was, let's not forget that when. Liverpool signed Klopp, everybody said, hey, don't forget that at Dortmund, he had Marco Royce, Robert Lewandowski, Mario Götze, Matt Hummels. And I went, and right there, Matt Hummels is the one who, you know, he made up for a lot of those defensive errors. Mm-hmm. And in and in the midfield, they had Sven Bender and, and okay, good to one. And so right there, like, the, the defense wasn't getting the kind of pressure that Liverpool defense is, is facing. Yep. No, it's true. It's true. But, I mean, Ranier was not the first man. I mean, to bring it back to Leicester, Ranier was not the first manager to lose a locker room. He won't be the no, last. No, he wasn't, but... It's, no, I still think that it, it's, it it's, it's, it's appalling. I mean, for all that he yeah. done for them last season... Uh, it's a shame that he had to go and that he didn't get even get a chance to see out this season. But, you know, at the same time, if they do end up getting relegated, at least he's not there to see that. And he'll be remembered as the manager who brought them the title. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He's out as a champion. Yep. Okay. Let's move over to Manchester United. The EFL Cup win. How psyched were you, Paulie? Trophy. Trophy. Got a trophy. Yeah. yeah. That's a good answer. That's true. Got a trophy. Guaranteed Europa and, League and, spot. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, say what you want about the EFL Cup. Fantastic game. Oh, that was a good yeah. final. Oh, it was so good. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you got to feel. First of all, first of all, Compare yep. that to every other final that we've seen recently. Like, compare that to the FA Cup final, to the Champions League final, to the uh, World Cup final, got to, the to the Euro, Euro final, final. Mm-hmm. to the Euro final. It's, it, both teams tried to win the game. Yep. And that's all you could ask for ever in a final. Yeah. I mean, yeah, compare that to the MLS final. Both teams tried to win the game. And it's so rare to see a final like that. 
and it was awesome. Yeah. No, I think it South, was a great game. Southampton it was an absolutely awesome game. Southampton played a really good game, and you gotta feel a little for them, even though I'm. They were unlucky, and yeah, and and especially because as everybody's gonna make a note of that first goal, which was wrongfully called offside. Yep. And yep. and here's what I said about it. Um. That first goal is there should be a rule that overrides offside, and that is when you defend as awfully as Marcos Rojo did on that play, where he got faked out of his shorts like four or five times, and then everybody on United just didn't bother to defend, and you score like that should overrule offside. <laughs> right I, there. So like right like like United deserves offside discounted go on for ineptitude. Yep. Yeah. No. Th- th- that you said it better than me, Elliot. Offside discounted for ineptitude. Yeah. And but that's I mean, what should have happened on that first goal. So like when when the first goal happened, I was like, Oh, yeah, we gave up a goal there. And then I went, Wait, what? It's offsides are not counting that goal. And I went, Geez. I was like, that's just not even fair. I was like, because at no point should that goal have even like Marcos Rojo, what the what the hell were you doing on that? He is one of the worst left backs. When he plays a left back, he's the worst left back in the league. It's absurd. It's like, it's, it's absurd. There are people that actually sit there and praise Jose Mourinho. And this is a guy who routinely lets Fellaini and Marcos Rojo play. Yeah. What does he have against Luke Shaw? I'm actually afraid that Luke Shaw is going to leave in the summer. I mean, at this point he has to, but like, I mean, where's he going to go? But I mean, he'll find another, there'll be a, you know, Number of Premier League clubs who would love to have. Yeah, it's, it, no, it's just it's it's a joke. It's 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 actually a joke. Like, what are you doing playing this guy? Like, this guy is a good. Like, he has no pace. He provides zero going forward. And it's like you refuse to play Matteo Darmian because on the right side because he provides nothing going forward. So you're willing to let this hack of a right back of Antonio Valencia who gets caught out of position all the time yeah. play it right back because at least he provides crosses into defenders' shins going forward, um, and you won't play Luke Shaw. Like, Marcos Rowe offers nothing going forward. He has no pace. He can't defend on the left side. Like, look, he is a below-average-to-average center back. Like, he's held his own at center back. But to move him out to the left left back just so you could give him, like, minutes or something hurts the team. And the fact that you even think that it's okay – really scares me for your judgment. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And his positional play in defense is awful. Awful. So if anyone needs to go, it's, it's Rojo and Darmian. But yeah. It, it, well, and I, Valencia. You, clean house. I'm probably with Darmian playing right back. Get, well, no, they're not going to clean house because we know that they're not going to sign any defenders next summer because all of their money is going towards Griezmann and and filling positions that we already have. Like, yeah. we'll probably sign a number, another number 10. Oh, God. I mean... Because it's... that's the move, is always get a new shiny goal scorer to complement the seven other players that you have there. Yeah. I mean, with, with you know, with Carrick... You know, on his last leg here. If I had my way, if I had my way, the first thirty million that this club spent yes. would be on Eric Dyer. No, Raja Nangolan. Eric Dyer. I take Eric Dyer in a heartbeat. They they won't get him for thirty. Then spend forty five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think uh, Nangolan would not be my a money. Great pickup. Yeah. Not my money. Yep. Yeah, that's always the case. Uh, Manolo Gabidiani, El Gabadini. Uh, very good game, two goals. But, of course, Slatan stole the headlines with two goals of his own, including the winner, three minutes from time. And he is amazing. <laughs> that's all I got to say. He is amazing. Yeah. Playing like that at 35. I mean, he didn't have a very good game. But at the end of the game, hey, who scored the winner? It was Slatan. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, we talk a lot about intangibles and stuff, but, like, that, he just has that uncanny of prediction to just show up and be able to be the difference maker. And it's, I don't know, it's, 
you, you just gotta at some point you just gotta bow down and be like all right you're full of yourself but at least you have the game to back it up i just here's the thing though and what i find funny is like as Zlatan's had his doubters he's had more than enough fans say yeah he's got all these goals and we didn't expect that from him but he misses so many chances, and obviously that one chance against Liverpool mm-hmm. will will ring forward to a lot of of everybody. He's having a fantastic season. I just I don't even think it comes like close to like the top four or five seasons a Manchester United strikers had in like the last fifteen years. Oh, no, no, it doesn't, but I do think that it... Because I, I remember thinking last Sunday, like, at no point does this guy make me feel anything like Robin Van Persie did no. uh, that that Van Persie year. And I could say that Van Persie year, and everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I'll, I'll agree with that, but I still think that he's... On the one hand, you want to call him a journeyman because of his consistency and the number of different clubs that he's played for. But on the other hand, his caliber is greater than that which you usually associate with a journeyman. And I think that, but in in that way, I almost have more respect for him. Just like, yeah, he can still churn goals out, even if, as he did this weekend in the EFL Cup final, he didn't have overall a stellar game. But still, he managed to. But he's like, here's the thing, though. Has he had a stellar game at all this year? I don't think so. Like, here's my thing about Zlatan is he kind of just, he meanders around the field. And as Seb said, he can do that as long as he scores his one goal a game. Well, sometimes one goal a game isn't enough. And and he doesn't do anything other than every so often he chimes in the box and he, he scores once. And... And I will give him credit because in the last five minutes on set pieces against us, he is always the guy that heads it away. Yeah. yeah. So he's great at defending that. So that's great. But it's other than those last five to ten minutes and that one time that he turns up in the box, it's like, what else is he doing? And it just – it doesn't feel like he's putting the team on his back and carrying them. And probably that's because they're sitting sixth in the table. Like Mm – you know, yeah. other strikers have, you know, it just felt like, you know, first of all, you have Mkhitaryan, you have Juan Mata, you have Martial, you have Rashford, you have so many other players that can score, which... Yeah, oh, they're okay, not. Okay, United have... You, well, sometimes they are, but, you know, United have always had other... Look, in Van Persie's year, they still had Rooney, they had Kagawa, they had uh, Giggs, they had Skulls, they had other players, but it just... When they needed a goal, you just looked and you said, and, and you know, they had Chicharito, who was the king of scoring late goals. But you always said, okay, we have Van Persie, like, we'll score. Like, here it's like, all right, we have all these options. Just throw all them options on the field. Someone will score. It doesn't always seem like yeah. it's going to be Zlatan. Um, it just, it doesn't seem like he's put the team on his back. And, and for that, it seems like, all right, yeah, no, he's racking up his stats, but is he having a great year? No, yeah. I, I mean, feel like not... he, I feel like he does though, because I mean, you're you're talking what twenty six goals in thirty four games, right? So you're going to defend he's, him there, he, and you're going to say, I mean, all right, twenty six goals, thirty four games. Yeah, he's the only we're sixth he, in the table. He's the only we're player sixth in the table. I know, but that's not his fault. He's the only player with Is over ten not? goals. He misses. He he's misses the only player with over ten goals. I get the yeah, but he's also the only. He's literally the only player that plays centrally up up above the field. Like everybody else, just drops deep. Martial has been doing it more recently, where instead of actually running down the left wing, he drops and squares himself up as if Louis Van Hall is the manager, and it drives me nuts. But and you know, on the right side, you have Juan Mata, who either doesn't. You either have Juan Mata, who doesn't have pace, or you have Jesse Lingard, who's just more of a winger and not a scorer. So, you know. Like there's nobody else in the scoring zone. Like, like I mean, no, no, no. Like, play you still, else you still there. see Slatan drop down low and try to play people in. Then they just you don't do. finish. And, but who's who else is in? Yeah, but you're he's trying to play in wingers. Like he's trying to play in Martial, who's staying to the left. Mm-hmm. He's trying to play in Rashford, who's staying to the left. He's trying to play in Mata, who's 
not that fast. He's trying to play in Lingard, who's not a scorer. He's trying to play in Mickey Tarian, who does score when you play him in, mm. but he just hasn't been playing that often. Mm. So it's not Slatan's fault. There we go. So over to our <laughs> scoring predictions. Uh, I'm in dead last now. I'm dropping points to you, Polly. 157. Polly is in second. 173. You're points to everybody. <laughs> Elliot. Well, I'm not even trying to catch Elliot at this point. I would just want to catch you. And then Elliot sits at the top with 180. Um, so let's get into it. Manchester United, Bournemouth. That's their only game on Saturday. Bournemouth in horrible, horrible form. So it's going to be a secure 2 nothing win for United. Slot, <laughs> slot on both goals. Boom. Called it. Uh, 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 do I, do I want to give Bournemouth a goal? No, I don't. I, I do not. 3-0 Manchester United. <laughs> I mean, I guess you guys have forgotten because we haven't played a league game in like a month, but there's nothing United like doing other than dropping points at home yeah. in league games. So, 1-1. One, one. Okay. Ah, damn it, Paul. Let I them, you might get this one. You might get that one. Let, no. them, let them prove me wrong. Yes. Yeah. I'll take the points. Or they'll prove me wrong. Okay. Yeah, that's Stoke, a good way to hedge your bets emotionally. Yep. Yeah. Stoke, Middlesbrough next up. Stoke uh, suffering a heavy 4 nothing loss again to Tottenham. They like to do that. Middlesbrough not scoring a lot of goals. Uh, Stoke at home, they'll win one nothing. Give me Stoke 2-1. 2-1 Stoke. Uh, give me Stoke 2-0. You can't read into a Stoke 4-0 loss to Tottenham. No. Just because um, because that's what always happens. <laughs> then we got Leicester coming off that win against Liverpool. They play at home against Hull. They should keep winning. This is a tough one. Yeah, but I mean, they should keep winning. I know Hull has looked better on De Silva, but they're still not a great team. Okay, and Leicester have looked good. And no, no, game. no, not at all. Yeah, this this game sucks. But I still gotta go. I gotta go, Lester. I'm two uh, one. Two one, Lester. No, no. Uh, they're gonna drop points because Hall are gonna be fighting because they know that's gonna, they're both gonna be in it. This is gonna be one one. Yeah, this is a relegation six pointer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still go two nil, Lester. Then we got Swansea against Burnley. Burnley can't win away from home. They got a point last time, didn't they? Yeah, I think they're going to get one this time too. 1-1. One, one. What did Swansea do last time? Could someone give me a update? So, yeah, what did Swansea do? Um, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was. Boy, it's been a minute. Uh, let's see. Swansea, Swansea, No, it was Swansea. like a week ago. Oh, they, they got stomped by Chelsea 3-1. Yeah, but that's not... Don't even count that You can't one. read into that. No. Yeah. What did they do? Um, Man City. Before that, right? Also a narrow loss, though. Two one. Seb, what did you what did you predict? I don't know on this one. Uh, one one. I'm gonna say Swans take it two one. I'll just yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback Elliot there. Okay. Two one Swansea from you two guys. Watford against Southampton. How I mean, how down do you think Southampton are going to be down here? Oh, it'd be no. hard not to. No. Oh yeah. No, they're. I mean, it's they're going to be heartbroken. It doesn't mean they're not going to go out and necessarily play a good game. But no. I give me two to one. Give me two to one Southampton because that that striker, if I keep forgetting his name, has Gabby Dain yeah. them, yeah. and he's going to score. Okay, he's two been fantastic. So. Two two. Gee, is this because Southampton figured it out? Doesn't mean Watford's going to start scoring goals. Uh, one one. West Brom against Crystal Palace. West Brom at home, one nothing. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, yep. West Brom rules. <laughs> Seb's finally caught on. Yeah. <laughs> We're all going one nothing in this. Yep. Okay. Uh, Liverpool Arsenal then late game. 
I'm going uh, two two. Hopeful Damn, two I was two. Go there, but I guess I won't. Uh, boy. I'm gonna say three two Liverpool. You got Mesut Ozil, who is, by the way, Ozil this season. Completely, he didn't do it in September, but completely living up to the Ozil sucks in years after international tournaments. Stereotype. That we labeled him earlier this season. Yeah. I just, I, I just mean, think, Sanchez I just think is carrying a, this team. I just think right, but Ozil's been... Ozil's, I think that's it. Ozil's just been not caring about anything, and I kind of think, yeah, think he's, he's doing player. it. I kind of think he's doing it so that Germany doesn't select him for the Confederations Cup this summer. I don't. I don't. I think that he he just gets in funks and he gets pouty, and I think that that's that's it. I don't think that it has any foresight involved at all. It's just a I want three two also to Liverpool. Three okay. two to the three two to the Reds. Okay. Then Tottenham against Everton. Everton speaking of, uh, or, you know, we've heard rumors here now that Rooney might consider going back to Everton. Do you think that's going to happen, Paulie? Also, Coleman to Barcelona. Well, Coleman wants Rooney. But Coleman to Barcelona? He's not going to bring uh, Rooney to Barcelona, no that's for sure. No, yeah, he's he not. Won't. Coleman's not going to Barcelona. No way. Coleman's of ex-Barcelona player. Yeah, but he. Been, yeah, but his. It's been working for Real Madrid. His manners, no, I don't see it. Yeah, and also he was he was never Zidane. No. Like, okay, so I guess it's settled. Pochettino to Barcelona. Yeah, that's fine. That's that's, <laughs> that's fine. Exponentially yeah. more likely. Uh, Tottenham does it. Uh, okay, we don't want to read in too much from that. Four nothing stomping of Stoke because they always do that. Harry Kane is in great freaking form though. Ah, uh, three one. What does he have? Six goals in his last two games. Three one. Mm. This one I'm going to pick with a little bit of my head, but also my heart. I'm going to say Spurs drop points two two. So I think Everton still have goals in them, and as you said, they're not can't read too much into that four nil stomping. I'm going to say the same thing that I said what the last time these two teams met, and that's they always draw 1-1, so 1-1. Okay. Then Sunderland, Manchester City, 3 nothing City. Uh, I hate picking like Seb, so I'm only going to say 2-0 City. Uh, City suck at home. They're pretty good away from homes, and Sunderland suck everywhere, so I'll go 4-0. <laughs> 4-0. To City. Goal Bonanza. Then West Ham, Chelsea, a little London derby there. West Ham can't play for crap at London Stadium. Chelsea win 3 nothing. Uh, I think they might concede a goal. I like how I oversimplify things here, but whatever. I'll... I know, it's worked out really well for you yeah. all season. Yeah, I mean. 3-1 Chelsea, same I'm not that far behind you. I'm just going to go 2-0 okay. to Chelsea. Well, there you have it. Quick final thought, Polly. What were you going to do? No, let me go last because I have to remember my final thought. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I know mine. Mine okay. is just like the great – I mean, Arsene Wenger has been under a lot of fire, under a lot of pressure, but I, he, he still manages to maintain a degree of grace and humor about everything when he said that he is, quote, a specialist in masochism from his 20 years at Arsenal, which I just I just love that. So much. Second coach to bring up masochism in the last two years. Uh, right behind Mr. Hair pulling Louis Van Hall. Mm. Uh, well, my final thought is Fernando Torres. He's stable after suffering a very scary injury here in uh, Atletico Madrid's La Liga match against Deportivo here today. So he's stable. So thoughts go out to him. Uh, all right. So mine is Michael Carrick getting a testimonial at Old Trafford this year in June. And it's going to be the 08 Manchester United 11 versus an all-star 11, which just, first of all, the bringing the 2018 
together brings me all the feels. Uh, Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes, Gary Neville, Rio Ferdinand have all signed on the play already. Get me Patrice Evra. Oh, Edwin Vanderstar as well. Get me Patrice Evra. Get me Nemanja Vidic. Uh, Wes Brown, frankly, should start at right back over Gary Neville. Get me Ronaldo. Get me Carlos Tevez. Uh, Steven Gerrard, Frank Lampard are signed on to play for the All-Stars. The uh, Michael Owen, I'm pretty sure he was injured in 2008 because he was always injured back then, is signed on to play. He'll get injured. Uh, before that get me but bring me like bring me dda drogba like like bring me every premier league all-star from 2008 put them on a team and like get me ronaldo Giggs, carrick skulls rudy tevez i'm so excited for this game it's gonna be so terrible but oh it's just my nostalgia i'm like can we please bring back our old our like our 2008 shirts like Slap on the AIG with their government scandal and let, like let's do it. Who's gonna be coaching? Is Sir Alex gonna coach? Oh, you yeah, Sir Alex, Sir Alex, Sir Alex manages the bench. Okay. Like Owen Hargreaves, get your ass on the bench. Um, like let me bring back Nani and Anderson. Like neither of them should play because Nani sucks and Anderson is about fifty pounds heavier than he used to be. Um, but like, yeah, dude. Oh. I'm excited. Mm. Who else do we Can't want? To see, who game. else do we want to see in the All Star? Who do you want to see net for them? David James. Um, David James would work. Peter Check uh, would work. Jens Lehmann, crazy Jens. Uh, Berbatov. Def- Should Berbatov be in there? No. Berbatov. I want to. I want uh, Didier Drogba to be the other striker. Um. I mean, that, that team's going to stink because we already know that Gerard and Lampard can't play central midfield together. Um, <laughs> who else should play in that team? I mean, uh, just give me every all-star ever from the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Also, while we were recording this, my, my friend sent me a text just being like, I'm at the Capitals-Devils game tonight, and there's a ref here who is going full Clattenburg. No one knows what's happening, but I know who the real star is. So... I'm glad Mark Clattenburg's got that kind of reputation. Yep, there we go. Okay, that's going to wrap things up. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Noren. Paulie's P. Quistella, WFAN. Elliot is Keats was better. And then give FanRug Sports a follow as well. And we'll talk to you after the weekend. Until then, have a good one. Bye-bye.